Hey there, Mike Stelzner coming to you with a fascinating update you might not be familiar with. Did you know that Social Media Examiner can deliver all the marketing, training, news, and trends, insights that you need into your inbox three days a week when you sign up for our newsletter and it's completely free? Simply visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash get updates and take your marketing to the next level. Welcome to the Crypto Business Podcast, helping you navigate the frontier of crypto. And now, here is your host, Michael Stelzner. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you so much for joining me for the Crypto Business Podcast, brought to you by Social Media Examiner. I'm your host, Michael Stelzner, and this is the podcast for innovative thinkers who want to know what works in the world of Web 3.0. Today's episode is our very first episode, and it's a solo episode with just me. By the way, if you want to reach me, I am at Stelzner on Instagram, S-T-E-L-Z-N-E-R. And if you're new to this podcast, be sure to follow the show so you don't miss any of our future content because we've got some great stuff coming your way. Helping you to simplify your crypto journey, here is this week's expert guide. Welcome to the Crypto Business Podcast. My name is Michael Stelzner. Some of you listening might be familiar with my other show, The Social Media Marketing Podcast, which I've been doing for, I don't know, almost 10 years. As of this recording on Monday, December 27th, what I'm about to tell you is my view of the world. And I know many of you are going to listen to this in the future, and much of what I've mentioned here might be different, but that's okay. So the purpose of this show is to explore the business potential of crypto, NFTs, social tokens, and really Web 3.0. That's kind of the word that everyone is using today to describe the category in which all these new things live. Now, if you work for a small business or you're an entrepreneur or you're a creator, this show is for you. Rather than exploring the financial or technical side of crypto, I want to focus on business use cases and what is and what will be possible in this new frontier. Why? Because I believe that we are at the very early stage of a massive shift that's going to forever change the way people do business. And I want to help you see what's possible. Now, I've been a serial entrepreneur since 1996, and I'm seeing a recurring pattern. And I want to read a couple of quotes to you. The first quote is, I predict the internet will soon go spectacularly supernova and in 1996, catastrophically collapse, said Robert Metcalf in 1995, the founder of 3Com and Metcalf's Law. Here's another one. I'd shut Apple down and give the money back to the shareholders, said Michael Dell in 1997. Clearly, Robert and Michael had no idea how wrong they'd actually be. Now, as you begin exploring this brand new frontier, you're going to face a lot of naysayers, people who don't think the future I'm about to talk about will become true. Just keep this in mind. Just because people lack vision to comprehend a future they don't understand doesn't mean you should listen to them. So why should you listen to me? Well, let me start with a story about my journey into crypto. In November of 2020, I sent a very difficult email to our customers, and the subject line was an important announcement. I said, quote, I have a difficult announcement to make. 
For the past eight years, thousands of marketers from all around the world have trekked to San Diego, California for an unparalleled experience known as social media marketing world. I then explained that due to COVID, our city forced us to postpone our conference until 2022. We were on lockdown. Now, you might remember those days being stuck with very little to do as you waited for the world to open back up. For me, the lockdown actually unlocked something inside of me. Being freed from the work that it takes to put on a massive conference allowed me to explore new frontiers. It allowed me to go down rabbit trails. It allowed me to dip my toes into something brand new. In this particular case, it was Clubhouse. And I began learning about crypto from Fred Ursham, who is the founder of Coinbase, the co-founder, which happens to be America's largest crypto trading exchange. And I was interested. I didn't really understand what it was. And I listened to him and lots of other people talk about crypto. And I spent a lot of time in Clubhouse. An old industry friend reached out to me in February of 2021, and he asked if I wanted to be part of an initial round of creator coins that were launching on this new platform called the Rally Network. I didn't understand it. I gave it some thought. And then I said, quote, I've given this some thought and I'm not ready for this. I've got too many CEO things on my plate. Frankly, I said, thank you, but no, thank you. I just didn't understand any of it. And that triggered me to reach out to my good friend, Joel Kahn. And I began asking him lots of questions and he encouraged me to get into crypto So in March of 2021, I set up a Coinbase account and purchased my first $100 worth of Ethereum. Back then, it was trading for about $1,500 a coin. And then I began a very familiar story, a story that you may have heard from some of your friends and colleagues. I took the red pill, and I went deep down the rabbit hole. I began listening to podcasts every single day. I learned about macroeconomic trends and how to buy and sell crypto. I learned more about what the heck social tokens were, creator coins. I learned about NFTs, decentralized autonomous organizations, decentralized finance, the metaverse, and so much more. And as these things tend to go, I began telling my friends about the investment opportunity with Bitcoin and Ethereum. And it really wasn't until later 2021 that I started to see an interesting trend happen. It reminded me of something that I've seen before. And here's what I realized. Number one, crypto is a very complicated space. It's super confusing and it has its own language, words like aping, trad, degens, floors, and so many more are part of the standard vocabulary. If you're wondering, aping means rushing in, trad means traditional, degens are how people who identify themselves as part of this crypto movement call themselves degens. Floors are the base price for digital goods, and so on and so on and so on. And, you know, it's not just that the language is confusing. It's also the rate of innovation, the technical side of things, and all the financial angles that adds to layers and layers and layers of complexity. Number two, it is paradigm shifting. Things that were not possible before all of a sudden were made possible. More on that a little bit later. Number three, it's dominated by finance folks and techies, and this is part of why things are confusing. Financial folks are a very special breed and have their own understanding of marketplaces, value, liquidity, and so on, 
If you've ever watched any show on CNBC, you'll understand that the financial world is a well-established and very complex industry. And then you have the techies. These are cryptographers, developers, blockchain experts, security pros, smart contract designers, and so on. As of today's recording, there are five companies that represent 20% of all publicly invested capital in the United States. Can you guess what they are? Five of the largest companies traded on a stock exchange. Here's what they are. Apple, Microsoft, Alphabet, also known as Google, Amazon, and Tesla. Apple, Microsoft, Google, Amazon, and Tesla. These companies combined represent 20% of all publicly invested capital in the United States. Combined, that's $10 trillion. So in my head, I said, okay, technical people that don't want to work for these giant companies are looking for new opportunities and financial people seem to see something here. And then I saw a connection from 2008. In the social media world, where I've been for more than 12 years, it was public relations people who were the early movers into social media. Why? Well, I believe it's because they were being disenfranchised by the growth of the internet. Businesses were less interested in what public relations people did, which was getting new exposure on radio, television, and print media. The internet was basically killing that. Social media was an opportunity for these PR agencies to pivot into a brand new frontier. And back then, social media was absolutely the wild, wild west. It's for sure been paradigm shifting. And just like crypto today, it needed people to help usher the business world into a new reality. So what is this new reality? Well, to understand it, we should discuss the three major eras of the internet. And what I'm about to share with you is my take on these three eras. I may be technically off a little bit here or there, but I think you'll understand the essence of it. First, there was web 1.0. I used to work at Sears when I was younger in the computer department as the manager. And I remember one day a guy came in and he wanted to purchase three or four computers. And that was completely strange. And I said, why? And he said, it was for this brand new thing called the World Wide Web. And it was going to be huge. And I scratched my head. <laughs> I was in grad school at the time and I just, I didn't understand it. And then in the mid to late 1990s, the web started to become popular. But in the beginning, it was only text and pictures. Examples of companies that everybody was talking about back then were Netscape the very first web browser, Yahoo, the web's directory, and Flickr, where people stored their pictures. I clearly remember all the crazy buzz and the overwhelming skeptics in the Web 1 era. No one, and I mean no one, could have imagined what the World Wide Web would become. And back then, no one owned the internet. Instead, it was just this big mesh of interconnected computers that simply housed information. But then there was Web 2.0. Around the early 2000s, we entered into a new era. If Web 1 was text and images, Web 2 was peer-to-peer -peer and social. Companies like Skype enabled free video conferencing to anyone in the world. And if you've been around when Skype came out, it was absolutely revolutionary. All of a sudden, you could talk to someone in a different country for free, and you could do it with video. And then, of course, Twitter was where you posted what you were having for lunch. Facebook was where you connected with long lost friends. And of course, you know, today these businesses do so much more. 
no one could have imagined when web one was starting that billions of people would be using social media every day or that with the click of a button, you could have a car, a stranger show up and take you to the airport five minutes later with the click of a button on your smartphone. Nobody could have imagined it. It was beyond our wildest comprehension when we were living in a web one era. There's no chance that we could have seen that companies like Amazon, Google, and Facebook would become the largest and most powerful companies in the world. And if you had a chance to go back in the time machine and you could buy these stocks the day they went public, would you put at least a little bit into them? Of course you would. Why wouldn't you, right? But the truth is that these companies that I just mentioned today have become centralized sources of extreme power. And with that much power comes problems. Today, if you create an innovative product and sell it on Amazon, the company can delist your product or worse yet, create a knockoff and put you completely out of business. If Google doesn't like what you have to say, you can say goodbye to web traffic or video views on your YouTube channel. It's as if you never existed. And what about Facebook? You likely heard the story of how they banned an Instagram account that existed for nearly 10 years because it used the name metaverse for nearly 10 years. And they did this right after they changed their company name to Meta. So the truth is that Web2 is controlled by a handful of companies who have complete and total control over the majority of the internet. And that makes it a lot harder for new businesses to compete. Enter Web 3.0. We're at the very early stage of a new level of internet innovation. Web3 brings ownership and decentralization, and it's really best summed up in these words, power to the people. So much of Web3 is built on open and transparent protocols that live on the blockchain. Much like the internet, the blockchain is decentralized, meaning no one really owns it. And ownership is a newer concept. Now anyone can buy, sell, and trade tokens, NFTs, and more. And just like when we were in Web1, we could have never imagined what Web2 would look like or what it would make possible. And it's also true that it's hard to imagine what Web3 could look like today. Let me share a couple of use cases. First of all, let's talk about decentralized autonomous organizations, also known as DAOs. In November of 2021, Christie's decided to auction the United States Constitution. There were only seven known copies of the original Constitution, and six of those were held by institutions. This was the last one that was held by a private investor. Using Discord, a group of people were able to band together and start something called the Constitution DAO. And in only seven days, they went from nothing to collecting $40 million in crypto and persuading Christie's to recognize them as a legitimate bidder. They ended up losing the bid to a billionaire but this opened up a lot of people's eyes to see the powerful possibilities of DAOs. It showed how crypto could enable strangers to band together for a cause and go toe-to-toe against some of the most powerful people in the world. Let's talk about non-fungible tokens, NFTs. A familiar name in social circles, Gary Vaynerchuk decided to launch a project called V Friends. He drew pictures of monkeys, cats, llamas, and a whole bunch more, and some of them had fancier backgrounds. And he published about 10,000 of these digital assets. Some were rare, others were in sets of 40 or more. 
And you could purchase them for as little as half of an Ethereum or an ETH, which was about $1,100 at the time. Now, what set these NFTs apart was the fact that Gary would be hosting an event for the next three years called VCon. And the only way to get into the event was to own one of these NFTs known as VFriends. In about 12 days, he sold out. And because these NFTs are built with smart contracts, Gary earns a commission every single time one of these NFTs trade hands. As of this recording, the NFTs known as VFriends have had 33,500 trades. And the floor price, the minimum price, is now $38,400 for the most basic V friends. Doing some basic math, these tokens as a whole have a value of over $384 million. Let's talk about social tokens, also known as creator coins. Joe Polizzi, the founder of the Content Marketing Institute and Content Marketing World, sold his business a few years ago. He recently started something new, an email newsletter and blog called The Tilt. His mission, to turn content creators into content entrepreneurs. He decided that he was going to start his own token called a tilt coin. And to date, he has one of the most successful creator coins. Originally, a tilt coin was around 25 cents per coin, and now it's more than $35 a coin. He uses it to incentivize people to join and share his newsletter, and people can buy, sell, and or trade his tokens. And he also allows people to purchase experiences from him using the token. He integrated TiltCoin into a Discord community, and depending on how many tokens you hold, uh, you get special access to exclusive discussion forums. Here's a few more reasons you might want to pay attention. Eric Schmidt, the former CEO of Google, has become a strategic advisor to a crypto-based company. Jack Dorsey, the co-founder of Twitter, recently quit Twitter to focus on crypto. He changed the name of his other company, Square, to Block. Block, blockchain, Block. Facebook just renamed their company Meta, and they said they're going all in on the metaverse, which is enabled by the blockchain. As of this recording, the total investments in cryptocurrencies alone are $2.3 trillion. And I know $2.3 trillion is a really big number, and it's hard to wrap your brain around it. Just to give you some understanding, a trillion dollars is a million million dollars. So in this case, $230 million, million have been invested in cryptocurrencies. Plus, companies like Visa, MasterCard, and PayPal are also getting into crypto. So I want you to imagine a day where you don't have to give up to 3.5% of every dollar you collect to a company like American Express. Crypto will make it practically free. And with that extra capital, you could reduce your costs, hire more people, and do so much more. And as I mentioned before... Nobody could have imagined what Web 2 would become when we were in the midst of Web 1.0. Similarly, it's really hard to imagine what Web 3 is going to do for business. It's my goal to help you understand the business side of crypto and Web 3.0. I'll bring you people who are in the know. It's not going to be solo episodes like this. It's going to be me tapping the wisdom of people that are way smarter than me. And just maybe you'll see how this is going to change the world and how this could change your business. You have an opportunity to be early here, and that's the good news. So be sure to subscribe to the show, and don't miss any of our amazing guests. 
I plan on bringing on. Hit the follow button on whatever app you're listening to. And thank you so much for listening. Again, my name is Michael Stelsner. I can't wait to see what's going to happen as we enter into this new reality. Hey, if you missed anything, we took all the notes for you over at socialmediaexaminer.com slash C1. If you're new to this show, be sure to follow us. Let your friends know about this show. I'm at Stelzner on Instagram. This brings us to the end of the very first episode of the Business Crypto Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Stelzner. I'll be back with you next week. I hope you make the best out of your day. And may Web3 continue to change your world. The Crypto Business Podcast is a production of Social Media Examiner. Want more good stuff? Sign up for our top-notch social marketing newsletter. We deliver it straight into your inbox three days a week. Visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash get updates.